What is crackalacking, fellow thermonuclear AFers? I am Dan Valley coming at you with a very quickie podcast this time, given the Zion Williamson injury. I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Very quickly as well, though, please remember to subscribe to us wherever you're consuming us. If that's on YouTube, hit sub, like, comment, help the algorithm most back. Subscribe to us on all your podcast players, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, the whole nine. Follow our social channels at Hardwood Knox on YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok at Hardwood underscore Knox on Instagram. Join our Discord. The link to that is in the podcast and YouTube descriptions. And that's the best way to help out the pod. Also, tell people about us. Retweet this when I promo it on Twitter. Um, word of mouth recommendations go a long way. And let me know if you do uh, recommend us to anybody because that'll be much appreciated. But yes, the the Zion Williamson injury, I think, is worth talking about because he's going to be out more than three weeks because he's out at least three weeks with his right hamstring strain. That's before he gets reevaluated. He is going to be out longer than that. We saw them. He's had lower body issues in the past, so you want to slow play that anyway in his return. And also, even when he was coming back from COVID, they kind of had that ramp up for him. And so this is like sort of exactly a month. And let's just say the news dropping on January 3rd, Coming back February 3rd, about around there, that's only a few days before the trade deadline. That gives them a limited sample to look at the Zion, CJ, Brandon Ingram uh, lineups, assuming all those guys are available. They played in 10 games together so far this year. That's nothing. They've hammered opponents during that. I think the fit is there. You're not moving either one of those guys anyway. But if you want to know how much you need to reinvest in this roster, it's important to have more information on that trio and you're just not going to get it. And so I do think that makes their job a little bit more difficult. There's merit to just standing pat because you are so deep and you've had just these like bigger games from, yeah, you know, Herb Jones hasn't had a great year and he's had start and stop and start availability himself, but you've gotten some really big performances from a Najee Marshall, a Dyson Daniels. Um, Trey Murphy's been good this year. CJ McCollum is coming along and Brandon Ingram, as I mentioned, is already going to come back. You have Jonas Valanciunas. And so I do think, the Pelicans are built to navigate this absence with Zion. What's so appealing for them is if you make improvements, it's to enhance your top-end outcome. It's not to salvage this season because the Pelicans are built to withstand any one absence, including Zion Williamson. He is what gives them their ceiling, but they have a super high floor and a high enough ceiling without him to continue to tread water. And they've won the minutes this year, in fact, that um, Zion and Ingram have not played. And that's a pretty big deal. And so you have some lineups that you could go to into the in the interim. It does seem like Brandon Ingram should be coming back semi-soon. He hasn't played since November 25th, but that's something to keep an eye on. I do think Larry Nash Jr. is dealing with a neck issue, I believe. And I actually thought he was going to miss more time than he has. Apparently, he's day-to-day, so that was a little bit surprising. As of right now, though, I think I would lean on putting Jose Alvarado with CJ McCollum, Trey Murphy, Valanchunas, and then... Do you want Herb Jones to have that fifth spot? Can you throw some more shooting in there? Do you trust Najee Marshall a little bit more? I don't need to see that much of the Jackson Hayes, Jonas Valanciunas front court. Again, Jackson Hayes can certainly play some some filler minutes here while Zion is out, especially while Larry, Larry Nash Jr. is out. It's also the ability of having Willie Hernan Gomez on this roster as well, too. So I, there are lineups that you can get that are workable. Once Brandon Ingram comes back, it becomes a lot easier here because you have McCollum, you have Brandon Ingram, and you have Jonas Valanciunas. That's that's why you keep Jonas Valanciunas. For all of my saying that I would trade Jonas Valanciunas for Miles Turner, this is someone you can really run things through in the post at the elbows, shooting like 47% on post-ups this year in addition to space in the floor. He comes up big offensively for you here, especially during the interim where Brandon Ingram is out. But then Brandon Ingram comes back. You have those three. 
again, I would favor shooting lineups and I'd like to see Trey Murphy and Jose Alvarado, um, like be the guys that you're going to roll with. And I know that there's look opinions going to be split, whether Jose Alvarado is technically a shooter, 33.1% on four, three point attempts per game. That's good enough for me. If you trust Dyson Daniels and his 39% clip on lower volume, a little bit more, maybe you expect Herb Jones to really tick up. Um, but I, I would lean Jose Alvarado. Now that does lead me to ask though, do the Pelicans need to make a trade in light of the Zion Williamson injury? I don't think that's the reason you make a trade. I want to make that clear, but I do think this team should be looking at ways because Zion is so important to your offense. And some of the on-off splits don't show it. The half-court offense is only a hair better with him on the court, but his downhill assaults, 58.3% on 16.2 drives per game. Um, and doesn't like turn the ball over an excessive amount on those gets the foul line a ton on his drives. You can run, pick and roll through him. Just putting the ball in his hands is absolutely huge. I do think this is a team that could use some more downhill pressure in his absence and still is going to need to paper over their lack of shooting without him going to need more shooting. And so does this create an urgency for you to, well, let's look at the market and see what we can get here. I don't think that means that you need to go out and make a fresh deal, trade one of the Lakers picks. I do think the Zion absence probably makes it more likely. You don't look at a whole scale move, like a, getting Miles Turner if it's going to cost you Jonas Valanciunas because, yes, the spacing and defense that Turner is going to provide you is huge, and he compliments Zion Williamson nicely. I think there are people in the Pelicans who wouldn't want to give up Jonas Valanciunas in the Turner trade anyway, maybe because Turner is going to hit free agency, but also just because Valanciunas is going to be more self-sustainable, doesn't need another creator around him. What this team, I think, could maybe look at is going the mid-end route. Is Kelly Olenek available from the Utah Jazz? That's someone who helps you when Zion's healthy but also helps you right now. Um, you could try, and I don't know what they asked for in that trade. If you're Utah, you're not giving up a first-round pick for him. You're not giving up Herb Jones for him. If you want to go that route, though, like I don't know where Utah's at with this, but Malik Beasley would be a great fit for the Pelicans, and you can kind of shoehorn him and Olenek into the same trade. They make $27.8 million between them. Um, the Pelicans don't have a ton of room under the tax, but you can work something out where it's if you're sending out Devontae Graham's contract and then you're giving Utah, let's say Jackson Hayes, Garrett Temple, and then Herb Jones, do you need to give a first to make that work? And I know people are going to think, oh, Herb Jones, we're not trading Herb Jones. It's not had the best year. And you have Trey Murphy, you have Dyson Daniels, even having Jose Alvarado and Brandon Ingram, like there is some expendability here. And you could try and capitalize on Herb Jones's value while the mystique is still there when he still has a couple of years uh, left on his, you know, or, or still going to be a cost controlled asset into next season. And the jazz like don't have a ton of true wings on the roster. They open up a ton of space. They could use defense. Their bottom five and points allowed per possession. They could definitely use on ball defense. Um, it would simplify life for Larry Markin a lot more, make some of their front courts more interesting. Him and Walker Kessler would be uh, a very intriguing duo to me. Now, does Herb Jones and Jackson Hayes get you Malik Beasley and Kelly Olenek? I, I honestly don't know. I'd be willing to include a protected first if I'm the Pelicans, knowing what Malik Beasley would do for you once Zion is back. And you're also giving up the Graham deal. He has one year left on this. And you're also getting that layer of sort of not like, you know, zero step shot creation, but like someone who could make two dribbles and then a decision with the ball and Malik Beasley. Are you going to be able to inoculate yourself against how he can struggle defensively at points? I do not know. You have Dyson Daniels, Trey Murphy again. I keep coming back to that. Even Brandon Ingram last year I thought was pretty good defensively, plus Jose Alvarado. I think that you could make it work. And so that's the type of trade I would be looking at if they are now reticent to say, well, we don't want 
to go after Miles Turner. Maybe he's not a realistic target for them, or maybe they just they they have to keep Jonas Valanciunas at this point. They're worried about him in crunch time during the playoffs, but the Zion injury stuff creeping up it it really makes you think. Also, by the way, that's why CJ McComb is not just expendable. He can't be traded anyway. And I was arguing to people who are asking if he's mission critical to this team long term that you need to see him in the playoffs because that's when the extra layers of shot creation, those dimensions of what he brings, even if he's not quite at his best, that becomes hyper valuable to this team. It's even more valuable now because you lost the driving engine of your offense in Zion Williamson. So he's going to help you navigate this both now and when Brandon Ingram comes back. And so that's a trade I might look at is if you can do, there might need to be other players and teams involved to make the roster spot math work for Utah. But if they're willing to take on Graham temples expiring, so it shouldn't be a big deal. But if you're, if they're willing to take on Graham and temple, and then you get Hayes and Herb Jones and you're giving Malik Beasley and Kelly Linick, maybe they need a little bit more there. The, the Pelicans again, can sweeten that. That's an interesting framework and just something I would be not randomly looking at, but seriously considering, uh, that is it for me on the Pelicans thoughts. Wanted to make this just super quick. I think they're going to be fine without Zion. This team, as I said at the top, is built to navigate any one absence for a temporary or even extended period of time. Get into the playoffs, talking about their most top-end outcomes. That's why I'm so in, I remain intrigued by a Miles Turner type for this team. But that's that's when you go and make a move of that of that magnitude. I don't think this rushes that process. I also don't think it eliminates it entirely. They could be, play really well without Zion. Decide they really want to you know, give some jet fuel to their rotation um, and spacing and even overall defense before he gets back and they could look at it. But I like the Olenek in general. You could just try and target him. What does it cost? Like, is it Jackson Hayes and Garrett Temple? Are you willing to sell that low on Jackson Hayes at this point? That could really help your team. But if you can figure out a way to sandwich Malik Beasley in there, I would give up Herb Jones in that deal. Or look, if Utah prefers first round picks, do that as well. Hope you enjoy this. Let me know what you think, how the Pelicans are going to do without Zion. Are there any trade targets that you want to hear from him um, in our Discord, in the YouTube comments? Let me know. Until next time, and as always, please subscribe, rate as well, but also shout out to the one, the only, Frank Nila Kina.